project, Active Listening, where the unspoken word is heard. What do you hear? Welcome to the Project Active Listening Podcast. Here, we always ask the question, what do you hear? Because conversations are often more than just words, and the unspoken words usually go unheard. Hi, I'm Rhonda Stroud McCutcheon, the host of the Project Active Listening Podcast. On this part one episode, we are speaking with Dr. Bobby Gway, a local school counselor, about how might we help students improve their active listening skills in an accessible manner as they progress through grade levels and beyond. Let's join the show. Take a moment, introduce yourself. All right. Well, I'm Bobby Gway. Um, I'm currently a school counselor here at Lanier High School. I've uh, been a, a high school counselor. Well, I've been a counselor total 17 years, and I've had a fortunate opportunity to be a counselor on the elementary level, middle school level, and now high school level. Awesome. Um, you know, so um, I'm originally from Liberia, West Africa. Came to this country when I was about nine in the 80s. Um, you know, and you know, fought my way through uh, the, the public school system. You know, and and it lived in Trenton, New Jersey uh, when I came to this country. Grew up in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, started my counseling uh, work in New Jersey at the middle school level. But when we moved down to Georgia in 2010, I was uh, working at Nesbitt Elementary School as a counselor, and now currently here at Lanier High School. So. I like to share that journey because it's the journey that I've been through coming to this country um, and doing what I've done professionally, um, looking at where I am today, you know, all that uh, stuff and all that narrative that I've been through have made me professionally and personally who I am today, you know, so, and, and the dedication to our young people, you know, is something that is, you know, has been in me for a long time. All right, cool. So, uh, you had the opportunity to look at my challenge, yeah. look at my challenge video, and look at the statement mm -hmm. uh, that I wrote. So, uh, there were some numbers in there. Mm -hmm. said that we uh, speak 125 uh, to yeah. 250 words per minute, but yeah. we think relatively 10 times more than that. Wow. So, what do you think about that? Mm. Those are some staggering numbers. So, we think... 10 times less. more. Less. No, we think 10 times more, correct, more, correct, than we speak. Than we speak. So when I think about that statement, um, I wonder how much we're using that capacity to, you know, to think um, and to listen, you know, when I hear those numbers. Um, we do a lot of speaking, and, I, and, and particularly in my role as a counselor, <laughs> and a, a servant leader and an educator, I'm called to speak a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of a natural thing that we do as educators. Um, but how often that our speaking is in the role to be, to speak, to talk, get uh, clouded with being able to listen more, being able to process and think more. Um, so as a counselor, um, I'm trained and I have been trained for many years to be able to um, 
you know, bring forth more just thinking about what people are saying, processing what people are saying, um, you know, before I even get to speaking, you know, um, you know, so that when I when I hear those numbers um, is, is, is it make me think about how often, you know, in our personal lives, um, we we try to prove our point, you know, we try to, you know, maybe even think that we have the answers. Um, you know, instead of really using the capacity to think about it, to process things. I'm, I'm all about processing things. You know, um, we don't process enough, even though our mind can, you know, we talk about thinking, but how often do we use it? You know, it's like we have this capability to do it, you know, when you talk about active listening, but do we use it? That's where, you know, the struggle is. I don't think we utilize that part of our, you know, ability often. Okay. So um, it also stated in the uh, statement that um, the three interest groups that seem to be impacted the most mm -hmm. by active listening skills not being uh, formally trained uh, for the individuals that they're speaking with are minorities, mm -hmm. women, and people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, because there are less than 2% people who have ever had any formal training, right. those groups tend to feel discarded mm -hmm. as a minority man coming from an outside country mm -hmm. here into the United States. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced personally some type of um, active listening miscue or, or, or positive? Has someone actively listened to you right. and your concerns and helped you out or whatever? You know, so just give me an example. Yeah, I think both. Uh, you know, thinking about uh, of my experience, particularly, you know, black man. Uh, I don't like to use the word minority because I think right. we're, you know, we're, we're major. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no minor in this major here. So, right. but as a black man, um, and I would even go back as a black boy growing up in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, and we see that now with our black male students, um, there is the misconception of who we are. So when you talk about those experiences, um, I remember being in classrooms as a high school student, a middle school student, and trying to explain myself to a teacher or to an educator. Um, either I didn't do something I was being accused of doing um, or maybe I'm asking a question in a way that was misconstrued as being disrespectful. Those type of things happen. And I think a lot of it happened because of, of that teacher in the, in the moment, not, not being culturally responsive to what I was saying. So all those things ties into active listening. Are you culturally responsive? A student asking a question, um, the way they may be asking it, or you know, uh, you know, we, we we often think some of the our our, our black students are louder, <laughs> you know, uh, and that comes off disrespectful. So there's some there's some there's a level of cultural responsiveness that come with being able to active be an active listener, you know. So in my experiences, I've had, you know. I've been I, I've had a situation where I was accused of either doing something or saying something or and it was nowhere in my forefront 
of my thought process of how I wanted to articulate or how the information um, you know wanted to come out. Um, so I think that piece right there is what has you know caused kind of like the negative part as far as active listening. Um, you know, folks just taking the time to really hear you out as a as a as a particularly young black man, young black male. Um, as I got older, as I got older as a man, and I started to look within, how can I articulate better? You know, um, for people to be able to get what I'm saying, to understand what I'm saying. Um, so when I think about active listening, what I've learned it's yes, you're speaking to me, and we're having this conversation. You're active, actively listening. Um, but there's certain things I have to do to be able to, because it's active, it's participatory. Okay. So it's, it's give and take. So what I've learned over the years, mm -hmm. even though I am the speaker, you're the listener, I do have a role as a speaker, you know, to be able to present. And how I'm talking to you, making eye contact, the tone of my voice, all those things matter. You know, so when we, t when we talk about that active listening, it's just not a one-way side. You know, it's a, it's a, it's the tennis match, so it has to go back and forth. That's how the conversation happens, you know, and that's something that I learned later on in life and started to see more of the positive part of active listening. You know, um, that is something that's very valuable, um, and I took responsibility as the speaker, and I took responsibility as the listener. You know, in the whole process of active listening. Awesome, awesome. Um. So one of the things I did hear you say was um, misconceptions. Right. And that was something that Francesca and I talked about as well. Got it. Misconceptions. Yep. Yeah. Uh, why do you think these misconceptions interfere with active listening? Very good question. Oh, man, I think it goes back to cultural responsiveness. It goes okay. back to... It goes back to our own worldviews. Mm -hmm. It goes back to prejudice. Mm -hmm. It goes back to racism. Mm -hmm. It goes back to um, um, elitism. Mm -hmm. It goes back to a lot of the isms, mm -hmm. um, stereotypes. It goes back to all those things. Um, and I think um, as an individual, if you're held captive to all those isms um, and those misconceptions and those preconceived notions, it limit you from being open to really seeing the, the, the true person that's speaking with you. You mm -hmm. know, so I think um, over the years, that's what have caused um, folks to not be able to active listen, you know, to, to, to what I'm saying mm -hmm. or what I'm going through, you know, um, because they're kind of in their bubble. Mm -hmm. You know, they already have their mind made up about me as a black man, mm -hmm. as a young black boy. Mm -hmm. So this is who you are. This is who society said you are. Right. Um, so, you know, you can tell me that's going to change that. Correct. You know, so I think those things really, really, uh, my sister, play a, a huge factor um, in people inability to active listen, you know, because I think sometimes even about, <clears throat> you know, the conversation of racism, folks don't have that conversation. It's a very hard conversation to have. Mm -hmm. And if you're, what the tool you need to have that conversation is active listening. Mm -hmm. You're not going into a conversation about racism or any kind of ism if you're not prepared to active listen. You know, so, you know, those two uh, 
those two stratosphere I think really play into they come into concert and they marry, you know, to really make, you know, people, you know, when you talk about building relationships, um, societal relationships and building like the community of people together, you know, uh, those two two things has to come together, you know, in a in a in a healthy way. Um, you know, my own personal world world views, um, how do I see race? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I see gender, mm-hmm. sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, all those things come <clears throat> into play, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you think about sexuality for some folks who may be gay, lesbian, whatever, you know, whatever their, their identity is, mm-hmm. if I'm from a more religious background and my religion doesn't, uh, uh support their lifestyle, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to struggle with having an active conversation, an active Correct. listening conversation with that person. So, so I think, you know, going back to the original question, what 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 do you think, uh, what I think impedes active mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. is our worldview and all those other things that we already kind of have um, you know, embedded in us. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Okay. All right. One of the other statistics I had in my <clears throat> slide was um, 38% of meaning is derived from the tone in which the words are said. So uh, hearing you say that part of it is we have uh, preconceived ideas about black people as uh, especially black boys. They're just loud, obnoxious, boisterous. Uh, How how can we, uh, I guess, why do you feel that, um, why do you think, that's the best way to phrase that, why do you think um, the the tone is much higher than hearing the actual word? Because 7% of the word itself, the meaning of the word, is what people hear. Mm-hmm. But 38% gets trumped by the tone, the tone. in mm. which it is said. <laughs> <laughs> powerful, powerful statement. So, wow, yeah. Um, so... So coming from a culture, so and I can, if you don't mind, I want to give you like a quick um, oh, no, take narrative. Yeah, most certainly. In Africa, in the village, there was something called the talking drum. Okay. People communicate through music and uh-huh. drum beats, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know the research on this, mm-hmm. you know, um, that music, that sound. Um, was a huge form of communication mm-hmm. in the African culture, right? So you learn over the years, you know, growing up in that culture that, and I'm speaking specifically for like Africa now. Okay. And our, and our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people laugh at me and they crack jokes at this time. Like, man, y'all Liberians, y'all. <laughs> you come to my house, it's loud. <laughs> You know, we're used to that, mm-hmm. you know, so I will speak on that real quick because that was something I grew up in, loud mm-hmm. music. We communicate through music and sounds, right? Right. When I speak to someone, that's not music unless someone is singing to me. Correct. So, and this is just body weight theory. Okay, no worries. I think why we have the 38% 
that trumps those words mm -hmm. is because we're we're trained even as babies. You know, we 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 play music to baby, we play sounds to baby. They're learning through those sounds. So growing up, naturally, you know, you you hearing sounds all the times, cars, all these sounds around us. To start to capture words that come later, you know. Um, yes, you can speak to a baby, you can speak to a child, and they will start to obviously get it. But it takes a little more. Um, effort you know to capture words into their meanings mm -hmm. instead of sound there is a training that i think we've had and we've, we've had as a culture we've had as as as, as young people growing up mm -hmm. that 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 elevates sounds mm -hmm. you know if that make any kind of sense because because we see that and, and that's something that i see all the time like you know our our, our young men you know, you have to be very crafty how you talk to them, mm -hmm. how you speak to them, to command them, mm -hmm. you know, command their attention. Mm -hmm. Attention span is short. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to give words, short attention span. But you put sound with it, um, you know, that grabs their attention. So we talk about tone, you know, how that tone can kind of be misconceived. Mm -hmm. So when we're speaking to our young men, you know, we're going to give them a, a, a little more elevated tone. You know, that tone, uh, you know, it, it's something that that is so critical, even for our teachers. You know, when we have teachers in classrooms and teaching, tone matter. Because mm -hmm. those that your tone, your voice, all that can can literally have kids sleeping mm -hmm. or is going to have them engaged. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our community, you have those old Baptist preachers mm -hmm. would grab the attention of the preaching of, of, of that sermon is that how that pastor is presenting. Mm -hmm. Yes, his words, but it's the tone mm -hmm. that, that gets us. You know, so I think I think tone um, can be very positive, mm -hmm. but also very negative. Um, you know, that tone going to either get the people the message or give, be able to connect the message to them. Mm -hmm. Or depending on how the tone is, if you're having more of an intimate conversation, that's gonna, you know, turn them off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so tone is so 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 valuable and critical. Um, you know, and personally, I practice tone. Mm -hmm. I think people got to practice tone. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I tell students all the time, the same thing. You're, you know, uh, this teacher don't agree with me. This teacher hate me. Da da da. Or whatever. They have an issue with a teacher. Mm -hmm. I would sometimes tell them, go in the mirror and practice how you're delivering the message to that teacher. Mm -hmm. I've had students come back and say, okay, I noticed my facial expression and I noticed how I was saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's change it up. Right. See if we can work on changing it up. But they didn't realize that. They, was, they were giving off that kind of tone mm -hmm. or that kind of facial expression, that body language. Mm -hmm. You know, so... You know, I know I was all over the place, but I think, I think, you know, my theory is, you know, culturally, mm -hmm. I think that's something that's deeply rooted in us. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to practice how to uh, uh, balance it out, you know, um, you know, and then the cultural responsiveness on the other, uh, on the other side, mm -hmm. people that are, that are not part of the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, and it takes work on their part. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
this student is trying to say this, but it's coming off the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, tone is is is, is very 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 critical. Um, you know, but I think there's some deeply there's deep rooted stuff in us um, that I think translate over years over generations. Um, um, you know, we we walk in the hallway, we see our our some our, and that's just the reality. Our kids are loud. Mm-hmm. They're loud, but their loudness is they're just having fun. Right. How can I distinguish them just having fun from being disrespectful? You know, um, and you have some folks who will just come at them real quick and mm-hmm. say, you know, they're being rude and, you know, mm-hmm. they're just having fun. You know, so it, it's those things that happens um, um, that can definitely be misconstrued in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, we as the elders in, in this community, in this village, have to teach our young people Um you do have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways to say where people are able to stop and listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we educate them. You know, any chance we get. So um, that that's awesome because that ties again into I'm not hearing you or I'm not being heard yeah. because my tone has sort of dissociated them already. Yeah. Just. Thanks for listening to the Project Active Listening Podcast. Be on the lookout for a follow-up slow chat on Twitter. Just look for the hashtag WDYH. What do you hear to participate? Also, be sure to follow us at Listening Active. Until next time, take care. Project Active Listening where the unspoken word is heard. What do you hear?